Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Just this morning, I woke up and I saw a video that was sent to me on Instagram. Now, this video uh, is from Shannon Sharp's Instagram page, which I follow. And it was like kind of this uh, gallery type thing where the first image you see him, you see Shannon Sharp in his studio uh, for Club Shay Shane. By the way, if you guys don't know, Shannon Sharp recently joined the Volume Podcast Network, which is owned uh, by Colin Cowherd there. So it was him and Stephen A. Smith. So I slid over to the next image and you can see them talking and they were talking about dieting and all of these different things. So you can see that Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp and ESPN are really kind of gearing up uh, for his debut on Undisputed. I believe he's debuting on Monday, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe the following week uh, after that. So it's good that, you know, you kind of get these guys uh, working together. And also, it seems like Stephen A. Smith may be his first new guests to appear on his show, which makes things pretty interesting because you want to roll this thing out. And marketing, as you guys know, uh, plays a very big role in the success of a particular product. So I think they're kind of um, putting this thing together you know, very, very well. Now, um, this morning while doing research, I actually came across an article from the website called The Big Lead. And in this article, it essentially has some excerpts uh, from the interview with Shannon Sharp when he sat down to speak or when Stephen A. Smith sat, sat down to speak with Shannon Sharp on his podcast. And it was basically this article that we're going to read. It was basically both of these gentlemen uh, essentially giving their thoughts about the breakup that took that took place, the fallout that took place at FS1 when Shannon Sharp ultimately departed uh, from the network. Now, as you guys know, um, it was a pretty messy uh, breakup. I remember actually producing shows uh, around that, you know, around that time that was centered on Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. And I was like, something seems off here. If you guys remember, for people that have been following this channel for a long enough period of time, I used to say, guys, I think something is off. If you notice, even whenever, even if it's something as simple as dapping up in the morning, I always noticed that Shannon Sharp was the guy that always reached across the table first. People were like, no, nah, you're reading too much into it. And whenever they would have their clashes on television, People would always say, well, not people, some people would always say, oh, it's just acting. They're just doing it for TV. And I always said, if these guys were as good as actors as you guys claim that they are, they would be on a Hollywood set earning 10 to $15 million per picture. This is not acting. And we found out that all of that hollering and back and forth was not acting when they had that blow up over the DeMar Hamlin situation. And then subsequently, we found out that Shannon Sharp was going to be leaving undisputed the moment the NBA finals had concluded. So this particular article, The Big Lead, basically takes us behind uh, the curtain. And I believe some of the quotes that this article is quoting is coming from uh, Shannon Sharp's new uh, podcast that's coming out. So let me just get into this article here. It, it continues on by saying, last week, Shannon Sharp announced he was bringing his Club Shay Shay podcast to the volume. The digital ne network and podcasting outfit founded by Colin Cowherd. The multi-year deal includes Shannon Sharp's company, Shay Shay Media, jointly producing new programming uh, with the network. 
A few days after that, both ESPN and Sharp confirmed reports that he would be teaming up with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN First Take on Mondays and Tuesdays beginning next week, uh, dovetailing with the start of the NFL season for what promises to be uh, appointment television. But those two have already been uh, cooking in the lab together. In an episode of Club Shay Shay's dropping later today, Smith and Sharp have a wide-ranging conversation in which they touch on all that's happened over the over the past years and what's to expect in the coming years, uh, what, what to expect in the years to come. The duo continue to walk the line between not shying away from all that comes with being the boldest sports media uh, headlines without being too critical, especially on the topic of of Skibelis, who they both credited as instrumental in bringing them to where they are in the industry today. No matter how problematic, and he can be problematic at times, the reality is that I wouldn't be where I am today if he didn't give me an opportunity on first take, Smith said. So for me to be where I am and to know that it springboards off of something that he was directly involved in making happen for me to insult him in any way uh, is just disrespectful. It's wrong. And it's something that I will never do for me. I cannot let six months ruin six and a half. Good year. Sharp said, because sometimes people are willing to throw away everything, uh, throw everything away for one mistake, one bad comment or something like that. Anyone who watched the final embers of Sharp's undisputed, rant, run, undisputed run fade has to conclude that there were some elements that stung. It has been a story with many chapters, but by the end of the com- this conversation, it seems safe to assume there's been a lot more attention being paid to what's through the windshield and not in the rearview mirror. Listen, I got a lot of friends over there, all right? We all know that, Smith said. I know a lot of people, but that doesn't mean what happened to you is fair, plain and simple. That that ain't the end of the world, but it is what it is. To me, it was just it was just important for us in the industry to stand away and say, yo, he's one of us. You can't let him go out like this. And that's what it was for me. You can't go. You can go wherever you want. You can come to first take. Fine. You want to go somewhere else. Fine. I told you this and I'm going to tell your audience this. I said you might be at first take for one year. You might be at first take for years to come. It's my responsibility and I'm dead serious as a heart attack to make sure that you are more successful with me than you were before you arrived. I'm going to make sure it happens. Come hella high water. We ain't going down, brother. We only going up. So you heard what the article had to say there. It was pretty. It was a pretty, pretty uh, long winded article, but I, I just decided to read it uh, in its entirety to me. I think that Shannon Sharp is going to bring ESPN first take a lot of new energy. And I think ultimately when it's all said and done, I think the majority of people out there are going to say um, that Stephen A. Smith won this tug of war. And I think most people are going to say Shannon Sharp was better off leaving uh, undisputed to go do his thing at, uh, at ESPN first take and ultimately continue on the work that he was doing uh, with Club Shay Shay. I think ultimately uh, that's what's going to happen because now he does have more freedom. Now he's on a bigger platform. He's on the top morning sports show uh, alongside Stephen A. Smith, who's the face 
of ESPN and some people may argue the face of big media, corporate media when we're talking about sports. So to me, ultimately, I think it works out for him. And uh, I guess we have to wait and see how it's going to play out. Um, I'm very excited to see Shannon Sharp's first debut on Undisputed. I wonder if he's going to still have that same energy. I wonder if they're going to have arguments because now if you look at what's happening at Undisputed, it seems to be a lot more tamed. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic here. Now, as you guys know, or some of you may know, Dan Lebertard used to work uh, at ESPN. But ever since his departure, over the last, let me say, Four to five months, he's become very, very outspoken. Now, it is important that I say this. It doesn't mean that Dan Lebertard was was wasn't always under, uh, outspoken. And some people may say, wait a minute, where have you been? He's always been like this. So I'm not saying that. It's just based on what I've been seeing, right? Over the last few months, he's had some back and forth with various people in the media. But it really started when uh, he brought on Stephen A. Smith to his show. And during that show, they were talking about a litany of things concerning the sports media world. But during that conversation, he said something that ended up becoming the linchpin to this kind of ongoing playful beef between him and uh, Stephen A. Smith, which was basically when he said to Stephen A. Smith on his show, he doesn't like what him and Skip Bayless have done to sports media, to the sports media landscape, basically turning it into one big shouting match, right? That's what he said. And to be fair, during that conversation, Stephen A. Smith immediately pushed back on that assertion, basically saying, where the hell have you been? Like, what have you been doing all of this time? Right? How can you talk about something that you, are, that you yourself are participating in? And since then, they've been having this kind of back and forth where Stephen A. Smith responds to him and then he says something back and forth, uh, says something uh, to him as well. So what happened? The big news right now is a new shiny toy. And that new shiny toy is undisputed or the newly minted undisputed which now features an ensemble cast of skip bayless Keyshawn johnson richard sherman uh um uh, michael irvin uh yesterday i saw um emmanuel acho who's also who also uh, customarily works at fs1 so they have this ensemble cast there right and a lot of people were clamoring to see what this new show would look like given the fallout that had taken place between skip bayless and Shannon Sharp, we all knew this, and a lot of people were interested, given the fact that Undisputed had this two-month hiatus. There were various reports going out there saying that, you know, it, they were finding it difficult to, to find replacements for Shannon Sharp because so many people didn't want to work with Skip Bayless. There were other reports that, you know, Nick Wright could be this person, could be that person. So many different uh, uh, things were being said at the time, right? So the show comes out. And in the first show, they generated a lot of views, especially on, um, what do you call it, especially on YouTube. I mean, if you go look at some of their views, a lot of their videos have at least, at least, at the very least, a half a million views. Because a lot of people are interested to see what is this new show going to look like when these guys are finally back on television. So they had that uh, thing, right? So what happened? After the show came out, we even produced the show on this. It seems like various people started to give their feedback. And one of these people was Dan Lebertard. And apparently, Dan Lebertard was not a fan of the show. And as a matter of fact, 
He thought that Skip Bayless is actually on the losing end of this entire thing because now he ended up becoming a moderator of a show that he used to be one of the one of the key uh, you know con- contributors of. So, what we want to do is want to play exactly what Dan Lebertard had to say about how he feels Undisputed has degenerated as it pertains to Skip Bayless, and then we're going to come back and give you guys our thoughts on what he had to say. So take a listen to that there. This. Like, you think this is the heel turn for Skip at the I, end I of his no, career? No, I don't think he knows what he just welcomed. <laughs> I don't think that he understands. He told Keyshawn Johnson yesterday, you talk too much. And Keyshawn said to him, you didn't just say that to me. That's the first show. <laughs> Keyshawn's, of the three that they're putting up there, I would, I would rather have on my side, as television personalities, Richard Sherman and Michael Irvin. And Michael Irvin is a television personality in sports for all time. Like, whether you like him or not, he steals shows. He's willing to make a fool of himself and be really loud at a time that the greatest currency is, can you get attention? Millions of views yesterday for a show that nobody's watching in real time. They're watching it in clips. I mean, some people are watching it in real time. But to get millions of views is how Skip stays in the game. He's got Lil Wayne doing the, uh, the intro song to what it is that they're doing on Undisputed. <laughs> he took No Mercy. I thought that was Stephen A's podcast, No Mercy. Did Stephen A change the name of his podcast? Because Lil Wayne is, why is there no mercy around the sports commentary? What are we doing? <laughs> no mercy, Dan. Come on. <laughs> the classic no-no situation. You know what I mean? The N-O versus the K-N-O-W. Mm-hmm. That's what Stephen uh, A has well is the K-N-O-W yep. mercy. Uh-huh. Lil Wayne no mercy and oh say it's like two 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 we don't need to get into this what are you guys thinking about all of this well i'm thinking skip bayless is not happy with the first show he might be happy with the views but i think skip plans on going out being skip i don't think he wants to share the microphone that much with anyone now he's doing it with three guys who are very very good at this but I don't think skip wants to be made fun of i think skip still has plenty of hot takes to give i think skip wants to be the guy that dominates that show and will be the guy that dominates that show. Otherwise, he will get one of them fired. I believe that. I'm serious. It's Skip's show. I mean, he's the greatest ever at it. Him and Stephen A. I wonder what the show meeting was like off air after the first show. because I'm certain he complained. He, um, of course he did. And four is one too many, right? Like, why do they need Keyshawn Johnson? Like, four is too many. That's the first thing I would say if I were Skip. And the second thing is, Michael, I want you to be you. I love the bombast. Keep standing up out of your chair. Do whatever you have to do. But I need to be more a part of this show. I just have to be. You know, I don't need to dominate, but I don't want to be a moderator a moderator who barely speaks on my own show. So I think the second show is going to be the one that's interesting, and it's going to say a lot. It's going to be all skip. <laughs> well, that <laughs> skip debating skip. Right. That that is today. But let me ask you the let me ask you the the real question because these people are very competitive, Stugatz, and it's hard to keep up. It really is for Skip Bayless to still be doing it at seventy. You almost have to be the hater who knows how to get attention because that's the lane that he chose. Sure, and is still relevant in that lane, as his own executives are being quoted anonymously saying, "Skip is." No longer in charge here. Stephen A. is Skip's daddy, was the quote. The quotes coming from his own building are the word disembowel if he were to compete with Nick Wright in in real arguments, not the performative wrestling stuff 
that this is Skip Bayless, for better or worse, represents Stugatz, the face that athletes think of when it's there's the media. They're not on my side. They're haters. They're not here to celebrate anything over the last 20 years. They're here to figure out how to blame me so they can make a dollar debating it. He's the face of that. I know he is, and he takes a great amount of pride, I believe, in being that face, and I don't think he's just going to let that go. Like, Do you think he's going to let that go at, at age I don't, 70? I don't think he knows what he's welcomed here. Is the, it's not oh, that, I think he knows. It, but he just ran off Shannon Sharp's Stugatz. That was a partnership that could have kept working, and Shannon Sharp well, didn't like the treatment. So you heard what he had to say. Now, funny enough, we've actually produced a show around this, and we've been getting, it's kind of been a mixed bag of reactions. Some people are saying, I don't understand what people are saying. I enjoyed it. Other people are saying, you need to give us some time. And other people are saying, I just don't like it. Now, my personal view is the following. It's been hard for me to gain a sense of whether or not the show is good or not, because the topics that they that they have been discussing are not appealing to me. It's been very, very football-centric. I think since the show debuted in the first two days, they've only had two NBA segments. The first one I didn't really enjoy, but that's just my opinion. Maybe some people out there would have, you know, probably will enjoy it. To me, it wasn't that entertaining because these are football guys, and I would like, I would have liked to see them get some NBA personalities or and people that customarily talk about the NBA to talk about the NBA. So to me, it was very hard to understand whether or not this is a good segment. Now, I did hear Michael Irvin say something about Michael Jordan. We produced a show around this, and I let me know, okay, mm, 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 I'm not so sure if these are the right people to be talking about the NBA. So there's that. But for me, it's really hard to understand. I guess when the NBA season commences and there's training camp and all of these things are starting to unfold, then they start talking about basketball. Then I'm going to be able to understand, okay, what? Hmm, these guys are giving good takes, so these are some ridiculous takes that these guys are making uh, about the NBA. In terms of what he, had to, what he had to say about Skip Bayless, you know, basically being relegated to the corner and raising his hand and getting these big personalities, I think that Skip probably took the approach of, listen, I'm in my 70s. I still want to go out there and compete. We understand that we're not going to be doing the, you know, the 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 classic two-man debating show with the moderator. We're not doing that anymore. And since we're going to be adopting this ensemble cast, it probably behooves me to take a back seat and allow these other personalities to shine. And therefore, people are getting a broader opinion, which may appeal to a larger audience base. I think at this point, people already understand where Skip Bayless stands on a plethora of issues. What people are looking for is to hear what do all of these new people have to uh, have to say about these issues that they're being that, that are being discussed on a daily basis. And if Skip Bayless went out there and tried to dominate each and every segment, I think that it may turn people off. And I think that this show made a concerted effort to be less combative. Uh, you know, uh, you know, less nasty because with him and Shannon Sharp, they crossed the line a lot of the time. And this time around, I think they're actively, consciously trying to avoid having the same mistake repeat. It's you could tell. 
It's all kumbaya. It's all hugs. It's all kisses. Now, maybe it's still the honeymoon phase. And when the show goes and when time goes on, you know, and they start really bringing up some contentious issues, when, maybe when the NFL season commences and things are really happening, then uh, you're going to see people sh- kind of showing their real color. But for now, I think it's a much more not not watered down, but you could tell that the show, everyone is on their best behavior as, as you know, at least for now. Skip, I think, is doing a good job being a moderator and i think that you know skip is probably saying to himself you guys probably forgot that i'm the godfather at this and i'm going to show you guys that i can do other things apart from sit sit at a sit at a desk and debate back and forth with someone now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on facebook at dreamers pro official instagram at dreamers pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show now let's continue to the next segment We've been following this uh, Skip Bayless Undisputed show over the last few months. Ever since Shannon Sharp ultimately departed the network, we've been following every single story that has come out, right? And throughout this process, we've heard a range of things. But then what happened? ESPN started to lay off all of these high-profile front-facing talent, people like Jeff Van Gundy, people like Mark Jackson, people like Max Kellerman, uh, uh, people like Keyshawn Johnson, and the list goes on and on and on. And once that started happening, given the fact that we already knew uh, that, uh, uh, what is it, FS1 was looking for a replacement for Shannon Sharp, a lot of us started to become speculative in which and we were essentially saying, well, could they possibly get some of these personalities that ESPN just let go of and bring them into the fold at Fox? And essentially, that is what happened. As it stands today, uh, Undisputed now features Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin, who used to be at the NFL Network and also at ESPN. He's now on the show. But towards the tail end of the summer, we actually did, I believe it was a live or a video. I think, I think it's a live. And during that live, we broke the story. We weren't the only ones. There were other people breaking this story. We broke the story that Rachel Nichols was going to be making her debut and her, her return to television with FS1 on Undisputed. Now, that one surprised me. The reason it surprised me was because Rachel Nichols had, had been out of the news for so long. And if you guys remember... What happened at ESPN, it was a very, very messy situation. A lot of us took a lot of strong positions against her. And I think a lot of us are now changing our tune about the position we took against her. But that was the last time we heard from her. So to even hear her name in the discussions surprised a lot of people. So what happened? Yesterday, I was going through some of the segments that they posted on uh, YouTube. And then on the thumbnail, there I see Rachel Nichols. On FS1, on uh, Undisputed. And I was like, oh my God, she, you know, they finally brought her in. So I immediately clicked on it to see what she was going to say and what she was going to be discussing. And in that clip, you could see that they were going to be talking about James Harden. So I immediately clicked on it to hear what she had to say. So what we want to do is we want to play her debut on uh, Undisputed. And then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. So take a listen to Rachel Nichols there yesterday making her debut on FS1's Undisputed. It is my pleasure to welcome in Rachel Nichols, who has a wealth of experience in this business covering basketball and football and baseball and hockey and golf and tennis for the Washington Post and Turner and ESPN. 
And now she's on our team here at FS1. Good morning to you, Rachel. Good morning, and sir. Welcome in. I got the mug to prove it. I'm official now. Okay, here we go again with yet another get me out of here saga swirling around James Harden, who recently called the GM who loves him, Daryl Morey, a liar. For now, Harden remains a sixer, but Rachel, please start us off. Can you see James Harden playing for the Sixers this season? I, I can. And, and look, Daryl Morey is a bit of a wizard when it comes to mm -hmm. trades, so he definitely could pull off a mm -hmm. last-minute deal even though they're officially not talking anymore. <laughs> that being said, if James Harden is still a Sixer when training camp opens, mm -hmm. I expect James Harden to be there for a couple reasons. First of all, you can't hold out in the NBA. It's not like the NFL. In the NBA, if you hold out, your clock stops on your contract. So you just still have those years ahead of you. Mm. The other thing is that we've seen this movie before, right? Have James we? Harden has asked out of Houston. He's asked out of Brooklyn. Both times, he still played for those franchises after he asked out. Did he play well? Not always. Did he give his full effort? Not always. Was he disruptive to the team? Often. Uh, you may remember in Houston, he was supposed to report for training camp. Just didn't show up for a week. He was at strip clubs with little baby. Mm -hmm. Then he was, was still during the end of COVID. He went to some parties, violated health and safety protocol, had to be, you know, sat down for that. Gee, he was really disappointed about that. You know, then on and off on the court. But he was there. And I will say now, everyone's familiar with this act. The NBA has already fined him for what they say is not intention to follow through with his contract. So there is a microscope on him. And if he tries that stuff again at the beginning of this season, mm. I think there might be some action from the league. And certainly the Sixers would be in their right action to ask for that. To what? Some like, scrutiny. I mean, look, they've already fined him, right? Yeah. So they can do that again if they feel like yeah. he's not following through on his contract. I mean, he's a contract to play for the Sixers and gives his full effort. Now, if I'm James Harden, the person standing in the way of me getting traded right now is James Harden. It's the fact that he has this attitude, that he called Daryl Morey a liar twice. twice. The fact that he is now asked to be traded again. If you are going to take on his $36 million salary, mm -hmm. Do you want a guy who you think by the end of the season might be a malcontent in your locker room? No. So he has got to show wait, people wait. Are you saying that you he is do? not that guy. So you heard her there, right? I'm sure a lot of us that were watching that were pretty excited to see her back on uh, television. And I think she did a great job. Now, yesterday, they kind of um, reduced the cast. Now it was only three people. So it's Skip Bayless and two other people kind of going back and forth on topics. And during that segment, it was Skip Bayless. Keyshawn Johnson uh, and Rachel Nichols. Now, what are my thoughts on what I saw? Well, as you guys know, Rachel Nichols has an extensive background in sports media, specifically around the NBA, although she's covered other sports. So I already knew that she was going to have a very strong grasp uh, of the subject, which she did. And you can tell by listening to her. Um, so I think she did a good job in terms of information this segment, and I don't want to blame it on her. I think it's just the I think it's just the new direction the show is taking. It seems to be more respectful. Everyone seems to be more calm. They don't have these bombastic kind of arguments, these back and forths. And I think maybe it's because of the subject. I guess probably when they start talking about LeBron and these polarizing issues where you have to take one side and the other person has to take another side, then we're probably going to see things kind of you know start to boil, uh, you know boil over. But uh, overall, I think she had a great. I think she had a great return. Actually, we ended up putting a poll. We ended up putting up a poll on our channel uh, a few moments ago, asking our audience the question. And the question was simply this: 
thoughts on Rachel Nichols' debut on Undisputed yesterday, and about an hour to uh, about an hour since putting up the poll, about uh, what 1,900 people voted, and the options we gave people were simply this: I love it, average. I expected more. I hated it. Nothing special. Of the 1,900 people that have voted, 60% of the people say uh, they love it. 28% of the people said it was average. I expected more in about 12%. So the majority of the people enjoyed uh, what they saw. I read through some of the comments. A lot of people, you know, some people said she was awesome. Uh, some people said, I always enjoyed Rachel Nichols content while she was with ESPN. Um, some Another person said, not a debate show anymore. It's just a group discussion, which alludes to the points I've been making, which is, it's not more, it's not combative. Uh, it's not as combative as it used to be. Another person said, uh, <laughs> RIP first take. Um, another person said she knew her stuff. So I think people in general were receptive to her, uh, you know, her being on Undisputed. And let me just tell you guys why she's doing this. Oh, why <laughs> uh, Skip Bayless and these guys are doing this. They're doing this simply because they want to gain some of the market share in terms of ratings that ESPN has had over these years. And as a matter of fact, there was an article, a 2022 article that was written by BarrettSportsMedia.com that I want to get into. And this article said at the time, new FS1 lineup sees ratings decline in first week, according to the New York Post. Continues on, FS1 debuted a new lineup last week and early ratings report saw a steep decline in viewership. According to the New York Post, the cartoon show averaged 17,000 viewers in its first week. The show airs uh, in a slightly altered window from its predecessor, First Things First, and the cartoon shows uh, airs from 7, 7 to 9.30 a.m., while First Things First aired from 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Undisputed, with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp saw, view, saw viewership drop off by 28% from 2,000, from 200 and uh, 202,800 viewers to 146,400 in the same time period. So to me, they knew that they needed to do something different. And if I'm being honest with you guys, I think, and you got, I got to give him his credit. Although Stephen A. Smith annoys the hell out of me, I got to give him his credit. When Stephen A. Smith opted to basically move on from working with Max Kellerman, what he could have done was say, I don't enjoy working with this partner. Let me go out there and get another partner. Instead, he did something very bold and something that had not been done since the cold pizza days when he used to be a guest on that show, when Skip Bayless used to invite him on. He said, you know what? I want to go back to an ensemble cast. I want to get people that, that, are, that are opinionated, that have very strong views. And then I want a rotating cast every single day. And he went out there. They got J.J. Reddick. That was a huge pickup for them. Something that ultimately paid off because you can see them generating headlines. At least every time J.J. JJ Reddick goes on that show, what, every single week, I think once a week or so, at least two times every single month, that that shows something is said, some argument that takes place generates ratings, which does wonders for ESPN. So I think it's something I, I think, it, you know, I, I think it was it was an excellent move. They got that move. They got Kendrick Perkins, whether you like him or not. He generates ratings. You got him. Then they opted to go get Chris Mad Dog Russo. And before you know it, 
initially that show took a dip in terms of viewership numbers there was a there, it, it took a hit but ultimately it was able to bounce back and continue to soar at number one you got to give him his credit for pulling that off now they just were able to recruit shannon sharp and i expect that show to still be number one so skip bayless and these guys had to do something different whether or not you think oh rachel nichols is the best person now whatever that's irrelevant the fact is they're doing something different and ultimately I think it will pay off if they continue to remain uh, experimental and to try new ideas and, you know, collaborate with different people. I think things will ultimately change for them going into the future. But this is just my opinion. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.